Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Again, we're just inviting you into our morning readings. And we've been reading, as we've mentioned so many times, we read through the one-year Bible. So in the one-year Bible, we're in the Old Testament, the New Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. And we've been reading through Genesis and we've been in the exciting parts. We've been reading Joseph's yeah. story and we're kind of at the culmination moment as we were reading this morning. So in uh, Genesis 45, 5, Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers. And this is a very... Wow, a very dramatic, powerful moment as we're reading this morning when he revealed himself to them. They were speechless, and I can imagine why they were speechless. Well, they they had heard him. I mean, they had sold him years before. They they assumed he was dead. They sent their father, Joseph's coat, covered with blood, and said, is this your son's? I mean, that's about the coldest thing that anybody Mm. could do, the way they had treated Joseph. And they had to have lived with this guilt for all this time. Yeah. So now they finally meet Joseph, and Joseph said, I'm Joseph. And so, as you point out, they were speechless because all this had to be racing through their minds. What's he going to do to us? How's he going to feel about us after everything we did to him? Especially after, I mean, you got to go read it. If you haven't read it lately, go back and read the account because he's just really kind of been uh, working with them anyway. I think they had to feel a little whiplash because on the one hand, Joseph had treated them well, and yet he was acute. I mean, it's, it's just a very complex Well, there was situation. a recent sermon series that I talked about, how do you know when to let a toxic person right. back into your life? And so I talk about this, all these gymnastics that uh, that Joseph went through to find out if they was really a changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when he's revealed them and they're speechless, and I think they're just waiting for the next thing to happen, Joseph says, don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. Yeah. I, I think we're going to talk about today one of the most important things we'll ever talk mm-hmm. about on Noah's window or that I could ever preach about. What stands out to me is that Joseph gave God credit for sending him there, mm-hmm. but he didn't say it was God's will for you to sell me. Right. He didn't say it was God's will for you to throw me in a pit. He didn't say it was God's will for you to lie to my dad and say that a wild animal had killed me. He didn't say they weren't responsible for their actions. Right. And, and so here's the thing that you and I think about a lot. There are some people that are so into making God sovereign for everything, and he is sovereign. They go to an extreme and they begin to blame God for things that God's not, I mean, again, it wasn't God's will for them to sell him into slavery. Now, I did a sermon several years ago called Reasons Versus Purpose. Now, God had a purpose in what happened, but God was not the reason that they sold Joseph into slavery. He's never the reason for sin. And, you know, I'd like for you to talk about this because I know you talk about this when you go to Fresh Hope, but I've, I've met Christians who had the idea, they would tell people who'd been the most, through the most horrific abuse, well, this had to pass God's permission for this to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And I, you and I have watched people become atheists. Well, and I've, I've heard it even more um, said, even more specifically, that God did this to you yeah. in order to, and that is just, to, to me... It's, it's a vile corruption it of the concept of sovereignty. I, I, it's the, about as evil as it could possibly The word blasphemy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I'm I, totally with you. Know, you know, it, it contradicts everything in the Scripture, that, everything the Scripture tells us about God and who He is. And um, He never is the cause yeah. of sin. Well, from the first from the first time that Adam, whenever Adam ate that fruit, whatever fruit it was, from that moment when man disobeyed God, and according to Romans five, sin entered the world. 
then a whole lot of things are going to happen that are not God's choice. I mean, we're commanded to pray in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in heaven, everything that happens is God's will. A whole lot of stuff that happens on the earth is not God's will. Well, I think going back to um, when I'm trying to explain some of these things to people who've gone through some really horrific situations, one of the things that Christians, I think, get confused about is they will see how God can turn something around mm -hmm. and make good come of it. And so yeah. they deduce, well, since good came of it, and since we see God working, God must, must have caused the evil that that eventually there were uh, different situations that ended well. So, right. you know, so they're going to, they're going to assign to God the evil that happened. And here's where I think it gets confusing. And I'm not good. You can explain this so much better than I can. But here's the thing. We know we know that there's two opposing forces. And we talked to, you talk yeah. all the time about spiritual warfare. So Satan has an agenda and God has an agenda. And Satan's agenda is to still kill and destroy. God is in the redeeming business. He is. And yeah. he can redeem all the brokenness that happens as a result of Satan's attacks to yeah. still kill and destroy. And so what we have to be careful of is, especially a person who's just come out of a very painful situation, if they, in analyzing that, believe that God did this to oh, them, my. what kind of a God is that? And so what happens is they would presume, and it, it's logical, that God must be their enemy. Yeah. Which takes me back to the illustration that you've given so many times of the two serious mistakes that people can make. Can mm -hmm. you talk about that? Well, I've always said the two, two the worst mistakes you can make, <clears throat> the second worst mistake <clears throat> you can make is believing your uh, enemy is your friend, and you know when we think about all the all the shows on television that are suspense shows, where crime shows, where someone's about to harm someone, we know that's a terrible thing when someone believes uh, that an enemy is a friend. And typically, I think that's the idea. Most people think that's the worst mistake you can make, but there's one that's even worse, and that's when you believe your friend is your enemy. And I, I really do see what you're saying here, and, and Lord knows I've sure heard enough stories in, in encountering people who were non-theists who've been through a lot of pain. It is the idea, well, you say your God is good, but then he did this to me. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and it, it, to me, and what really makes it complicated is, is when you have Christians that are so over the edge on the sovereignty of God that they begin to make God the one who is behind And evil. so when you look at a friend and an enemy, you run to a friend. Yeah. You run from, from an, enemy, an yeah. enemy. So if you think that your best friend is really your enemy, and God is our best friend in any scenario, but we think he's our enemy, he's, we're going to run from him instead of running to him. Well, I love that takes us to a place here because when I, when I think about people who have a healthy mind in the Bible, one of the first people I think about is Joseph. <laughs> he went through so many things, and yet he is one of the healthiest thinkers that we'll ever see. And what stands out to me about the text that you started us with today is that Joseph was able to thread that needle. Mm -hmm. He was able to understand that even though his brother's actions were evil, that God still had a purpose. And so I love how he's very specific here. He said, it was God who sent me here. And as we see in Genesis chapter 50, you know, when he talks about it at the at the end of the situation, because his, at this point, by Genesis 50, Joseph's dad has died, and the brothers have thought, oh, well, maybe he just was good to us while dad was alive, but now that dad's dead, he's going to really nuke us. 
But uh, in, in chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph will say, you intended to hurt me, but God meant it for good. You know, and there's another little thing I just wanted to mention as I was rereading that this morning, getting ready for this. Um, in that same passage in chapter 50, Joseph says something, and this is just a paraphrase, but he said, um, I'm not your judge, God is your judge. And yeah. he basically said, you're going to have to answer to God for what you right, did. Right. And I think that's an important note to make too, because you've often said to me, you know, when, when someone has literally in, on in, human to human has really hurt you everything inside of us wants to make that right um, yeah. on a human level but notice how joseph completely released them from the guilt not not that they would never have to have a consequence for that but that it wasn't his place yeah to bring vengeance on well them. yeah I, I think it's an awful lot of weight to carry to judge someone else oh absolutely. you know who wants that weight and because the bible tells us you know, we will be judged by the standard that we judge others with. And, and I'm the first one to say, well, let me just leave that alone then. Right. <laughs> let me just, and, and the thing about it is the blessings of God allow us to, we're, we're, we can afford to be generous. Right. So, you know, I think about that a lot of times. And as you know, you and I've had this discussion because from time to time, you know, we've dealt with people that decided to hurt us in some way. Um, there's a part of me where I think I don't want to get vengeance on somebody who's going to repent and turn around and, exactly. and love God and right. serve God. Right. Why would I want to get vengeance on that person? You know, give them time to change. Give mm -hmm. them time to get it. On the other hand, if someone is never going to change, what wisdom do I have? Yeah. I would get in the way of God working in their lives. Yeah, I just I think the wisdom is to pray that God will work in the in that person's life. In fact. If you think about your worst enemy, the best thing that can happen for both of you is for God to transform that person. Um, and that person would no longer be your enemy that's, once God oh, that, transforms that's their That's the heart. most beautiful thing of all yes. is when someone who has been an enemy repents and turns to God and we see them become a different person. It's our joy to uh, celebrate the relationship that we have in Christ. And you and I have seen that happen many times with people that were hostile toward God that came to know God, and we've seen how God has caused them to grow and flourish and, and be different people. Well, just in case, if, in case anyone's watching this today, and Mary Alice and I have kind of taken the discussion away from where we started, let's go right back to make one thing very clear. Sin was never God's idea. And, and abuse and pain that uh, people caused, those were never God's plan. They were never God's choice. When our first parents sinned against God, according to Romans chapter 5, they brought all this evil into the world. Never was God's idea. But it doesn't stop God from working. Because if you go a little further in Romans 5, the Bible says where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. But that means is even though people do things that hurt us and do things that God never wished to happen, God will still come in and he will turn evil, what's been evil, what was meant for evil, like Joseph mm -hmm. talked about it, he could still turn it into good. But may we never blame God for the things that others do to hurt us. It was never God's intention for that. Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of people that are watching and listening that are struggling yeah. with situations that are just heartbreaking and they're trying to sort that out. But just know that God is always your friend that you can run to and you don't ever want to run from him for so many reasons. But one is if there's, if God is the only one really that has the power um, and the wisdom to turn that situation around. So you want to make sure you understand that he is your friend and he loves you and will, will help you. That's great, Miles. That's great. Well, could you close in prayer? Father, we love you so much. And we know that 
every good and perfect gift comes from you. We saw that in Psalm 16, we see it in the New Testament. So we recognize that anything that good, that's good that happens, it's your wish for that. But we also recognize, Lord, that we live in a hurtful, angry, uh, sinful world and bad things are gonna ha ha happen to us. So help us to be like Joseph in recognizing that even when people hurt us, you have a purpose in mind. And I pray that you'll help us to focus on that purpose and to think wisely about how we should deal with someone who has hurt us. Uh, if we need to set boundaries, then help us to have the wisdom set boundaries. If we have to say that that person can't be part of our lives because they refuse to change, then so be it. But then Lord, help us to leave the final judgment to you so that we can have peace in our own hearts and minds. We love you and thank you for the wisdom that you give us through your word and through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I want to take just a minute to remind you that we would love to hear from you. You can drop a comment in if you're watching on YouTube or if you're uh, joining us on Facebook or just want to text talk to us to 97000. You can give us any information you want to share or prayer requests. We would love to hear from you and appreciate you just uh, joining us in our morning devotions. And we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow here on Noah's Window.